0: We're going to get a voicemail and it's like in Michelle and Alyssa's voice. (gasps) And I will, you'll never hear me again.
1: (laughs) You'll never hear from me again. You'll never.
0: No, that's the day I retire (laughs) from podcasting.
1: Well, let's get started. I have a question. Daphne wants to know, out of all of the girls' bedrooms so far, which one is your favorite? Uh, I feel like we haven't seen Hannah's. Yeah, we only see the downstairs of Hannah's. We've seen Aria's bedroom, which is, look very moody. Dark. Spencer's is usually kind of dark, too. And Emily's has the nice bay window. I would pick Emily's. I
0: think Emily's. And doesn't Emily... It seems like she's got a little nook. Or Spencer's also has a little nook. It seems. Yeah. Also, Arya's is too dark. I need sunlight.
1: Hers fits her perfectly. Yeah, yeah. It's just moody. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with we'll go with Emily's. Emily. Yeah. We'll we'll pick Emily's room. I just always wanted a bay window, yeah. or like a, a seat, like a seat at the window. We kind of have them. that upstairs in our living room, but I don't yeah. sit in it. The cats. No, and do, I don't sit. No, actually, I always wanted just a bench, like a nice window bench. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah.
1: Well, we hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. If you haven't checked out Michelle's episode with Simon, I highly recommend. It was adorable. And I just love Simon's voice.
0: Oh, my god, It's so soothing. Right? He has a great podcaster voice. And that was a great story.
1: So yes. <laughs> he shares about attending
0: the coronation and what that was like. So if you haven't listened, please check it out.
1: Yeah. Well, this is We Are Liars podcast. We discuss pretty little liars. If you're interested, I'm Liz And I'm Michelle. And we're talking about season two, episode five. Can you believe we've done five weeks? No. <laughs> and no. Like three out of five have been virtual. <laughs> I know, I know. We're virtual again tonight, but that's okay, because we're going to discuss The Devil You Know, which aired July 12th, 2011, written by Maya Goldsmith and directed by Michael Grossman. With the shocking news about Ian making the rounds through Rosewood... The liars and their families all try to cope with the outcome. Hannah gets a surprising look into Caleb's life after his shady foster mother surfaces. I totally forgot about this. Janet. (laughs) I mean, I don't remember if she's a thing again, to be honest, but I forgot this whole thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Sketchy Tim Riggs. I love him.
0: I, he's just, he makes me swoon. So I love this character so much. I don't know oh. what it is about him. Well, first I'm like, oh my god, he's wearing like a denim jacket, and then it's his voice, and then the kiss on the forehead. Oh,
1: I love the kiss <gasps> on the forehead. A-love. I love, I oh. love him so much. Me too. You know what else we love? A good old fashioned review.
0: We love reviews. We did get <laughs> one. It is titled "Titled." Sometimes your brain and your tongue don't match, right? As the night goes on, that comes worse for me. Okay. Titled, Dive Back Into the Bonkers World of PLL with We Are Liars. This is from A. Kate Miller, which it's always spelled backwards. Yes, we figured that out now. We figured it out now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she rated five stars among the many PLL podcasts to choose from. This one is the very best. The hosts are self proclaimed teen drama aficionados that bring extensive experience and hilarious insights to recapping the show. They also take questions and comments from listeners for every single episode. Watch, listen, and get involved. You'll have an amazing time.
1: Aww. Thanks, thank Kate. You, Kate. So yes. Sweet. And that really means a lot. We appreciate the review. And As I've teased in the past, we have a phone number that you can also leave us a little message. I think you'll hear one in this episode. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. A very very interesting one. But if you are looking to reach us by voicemail, the number is 631-600-3916. Leave us a little review, question, love note, whatever it is we want to hear from you. And pardon my, if you're on visual You'll see, I keep wiping my eye. A post COVID symptom for me, a clogged tear duct. Oh,
0: it! I'm (laughs) telling you, the post symptoms. The
1: post symptoms are still symptoming.
0: Yeah, Mm yeah, yeah. Is that the only one you're experiencing?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, there's sometimes where I have like a very slight tickle that it feels like I have to cough, but then a cough doesn't come out. That's fun. Randy has that. That's his like thing, and we're both just like really tired. So, oh yeah.
0: So weird. But yes, the symptoms will, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. It really
1: is. Yes. Everyone be careful out there this holiday season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with Emily today because I feel like she had the pretty hefty storyline going on. I love her this episode. Yeah. So the girls are obviously still shooketh of this Ian situation, them all finding his body and emily can't like specifically put her finger on it but she's like something is just not right with this situation something's wrong with this suicide note something is going on here and then garrett comes over to the girls and he's like yeah ian's body has been there for about a week so the girls are now realizing that the person who was texting melissa obviously wasn't ian and i thought the way that garrett presented this is like yeah ian's been dead for a week it could have been worse. I'm like, what? I am. Are you talking about?
0: <laughs> so glad, Liz, that you said something. I rewound this part three times. Okay. I was very much taken aback with his delivery on that. And my first note in cap says, could have been worse? Question mark,
1: exclamation mark. Who says that? I know. And I was like, what could have been worse? Like the fact that the body then had decayed. Yeah. Like, that's worse than finding a fresh dead body, in my opinion. So I don't know what he was saying. I don't know what they wrote in that, what it was supposed to mean or be, but I thought it was very off-putting and confusing. I agree. I did not like it. I didn't like it at all. (laughs) Same. So then later on, Emily goes to drop off this random package for her mom. This whole thing, I feel like I, like, you know, just blew over because I'm like, what is this package? It has really nothing to do. But she sees a familiar face there. The gentleman, Logan Reed, who was at the drop off in the finale of last season with Ian with the supposed ransom money. And so Emily, she sees him and then she leaves. But then the next time she sees him, she questions him and he is like trying to dodge her. Please don't ask me anything. I don't know anything. He says, I was hired for delivery. I never saw who hired me. I only spoke to them on the phone and it was a woman. Ooh-hoo! Were you Ooh.
0: surprised? I wasn't. And I was like, oh,
1: it's Jenna. Like yeah. automatically
0: it was Jenna. Where I was taken aback more was the name of this place, the Speed Demon Express.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, they couldn't use like, I guess they couldn't use GPS. They couldn't use FedEx. But like speed... It- it fits. It fits in this
0: world of uh, Pretty Little Liars. I mean, I guess it could have been Rosewood Shipping and Parcel or something. True.
1: Yeah. Speed Demon. Exp- ah, that was strange. <laughs> very strange. I kept referencing it as the packaging store because yeah. it looks like the random single packaging store yeah. in Rosewood. Yeah. It was very strange. But Emily hears this and she does try and talk to Spencer about it. And unfortunately, Spencer's just not in the headspace because like, obviously, they're burying her dead brother-in-law who everyone hated. So she's having, you know, she's having a rough time with that. But then Emily decides she's going to tell Garrett about Logan Reed and the woman on the phone and thinking he's an ally. But in reality, Garrett is the one paying Logan to leave and yeah. telling Jenna he took care of it, so I don't really re- remember how this is all intertwined. But it seems as though, as you said, Jenna was the one on the phone call, hiring Logan to bring the money. Yeah, which is weird. Like, how does one tie in with the other? Okay,
0: so you're you're my fearless leader, and if you're a little like, confused- well, like there's
1: things that I think. I know, but right. I obviously want to tell you. And it doesn't, it seems very complicated at the moment. Yeah,
0: there's lots of layers here. But the layer and kind of puzzle of, oh, Logan Reed is back, female voice, Garrett. It's like, here's the thing. Anytime Garrett is involved, I'm like, oh, Jenna's going to be in this episode or Jenna's going to be covered because we saw them together. So that was kind of easy to figure out. Right, but like to think of why she was paying him or Garrett was paying. I'm like, well-
1: right, that's the reasoning where you're like, wait, how does how does Ian tie in with Garrett and Jenna? Right, right, right. But that night, Garrett was the one to work with the girls. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he obviously knows something he's not telling them or or anyone at the moment. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Emily gets a text from A that basically tells her, like, that suicide note looks familiar, right? And Emily goes back and she decodes every single text the girls have gotten from A. And this suicide note is just compiled of all texts that they had received. And so Emily is like, oh, this is weird, brings it to the girl's attention. This is when is like, I can't deal with this now. And then we have the last scene, which I LOL'd because it was just so campy with this projector. Um, the girls Emily gets a text from a a text Emily twice this episode like pay attention to this oh the suicide note doesn't look real that's because it's not and so she finds this like the plot of graves that that was like what her mother was sending it was very confusing I know, that was so weird <laughs> I don't know where it tied in but the point is Emily goes to the grave site Of Allison and Ian, and brings the other girls with her. And during this time, they witness a longer version of the tape between Allison and Ian. And this extended version shows that Allie was still alive when Ian left that day, night, whatever. It was still light out. So I'm going to say it's day. And so even though the girls, you know, had buried Ian that day. They're like, I don't think he killed her, <laughs> because he was alive and she was alive. And this is when they realize, like, yeah, we think A obviously set set us up, set Ian up. But why?
0: Yeah, and that whole like they they had the conversation of, oh, so A's trying to help us,
1: right? But how was that really? It's not really helping them. It's just giving them information. It's just blaming the death on Ian. When in reality it's someone else, right? And then, but it, why would that help the girls, right? And <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Although I have to, I give it up to Emily. She was great mm-hmm. using her, her skills and for that clicking, of like yeah. going through every text. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, okay,
1: Emily. Yeah, she was like the little Spencer. In she this was great. Episode. I loved her in this role. Yeah, me too. Kate had mentioned something about Emily that she was reading The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Mm. And this book is written by Carson McCullers. Does that name sound familiar? Of course. That's Paige's last name. Well, Paige's last name is McCullers. Right. So, she wanted to know if we, uh, it's a real book, had either of us read it, and does that name have to do, like, a coincidence that that author's last name is McCullers and Whoa. just last name is McCullers. Yeah, I never picked up on that. A happy accident or not, I don't really know. But, no, I've never read it. Good eye, Kate. I guess when you watch this show over and over again. Right, you start Kate, noticing. like, loves this show. It's, like, a comfort show for her, so... She can
0: pick up on all the details of, like, you know, what movie's playing, TV show, books, posters, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, which is great Then yeah. helpful for me because it's, like, basically, like, my, my second time watching it. Right. Even though I've watched it, like, five times at this point. But, you know, I get the – I don't get the small details. Okay, so over to Spencer, she and the family are dealing with the aftermath of the Ian situation. Melissa is, like, a shell of herself. She can't even speak and – It's apparent that Ian doesn't have any family or no one that actually cares about him. So Spencer feels like it's only right for them to just give him a proper funeral, a burial. Nothing, you know, fancy, but just to help Melissa move on. How do you feel about this? How
0: do you feel about... I think
1: it was the right thing to do.
0: Right. It was the right thing. I'm like, do the family... I just like this whole time I wanted Melissa to look at that suicide note and be like that's not his handwriting. Right. Like I refuse to believe this that Ian could do this because unless unless it really mocked his handwriting. Right. We don't see the handwriting. Like we don't see know what Ian's, Ian's like you don't know what it is. looks like and so Yeah, unless it really was they made it look like his, and that's why it's not spoken about.
1: Right. Or, you know, because Spencer and the girls have just been, like, drilling it into everyone's head, like, hey, this guy's no good. He's a killer. He tried to hurt me. He told me he tried to kill Allison. And then hearing that there actually was, and her witnessing and seeing that there was a note, I guess she just... Like you said, either the handwriting is very similar or she just like had to believe it because it was like right there in her face. And she's like, yeah. OK, I guess this is the truth. And in this episode, she does have to deal with the fact that she said, says to her sister, like, I'm I'm sorry that I chose him over you. And like, I didn't believe you and that I didn't know he was capable of these things. So she really is believing the facade if it's true or not true i mean just because they show that he might not have killed Ali doesn't mean he's not particularly a great guy right it doesn't mean he hasn't done shady stuff and
0: and veronica also owned up to stuff as well which i did appreciate you know it was about regardless of the
1: ian stuff it's like can we just be by your daughter and yeah i was happy to hear that she's apologized and realized that she shouldn't have kept her friends from her. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. I did that. I was the one who orchestrated it. I'm really proud of you. You work so hard. So we did get some positive moments between the Hastings. um, But ultimately they had to bury someone that nobody really in the town likes. You know, I'm sure just really just a, just an awkward day for everyone because they're burying someone who. The town thinks killed Allison and at that time pretty much everyone there thought that he killed Allison and then there's Melissa who was married to him like it's just and pregnant right when she's pregnant with his child with a girl her and Spencer have such a nice moment when they talk about that she's going to have a girl and then literally everything is ruined (laughs) when Ian's cell phone goes off in Spencer's bag. And Melissa just goes off. She doesn't even want to hear Spencer. She is like, I hate you. I never want to talk to you ever again. I can't believe you would do this to me. You were the one who was texting me when Ian was dead. Just, and that was it. And it was awful.
0: And she was about to say something. She was about to admit something and share a secret. And of course, I mean, she goes from zero to a thousand. I was like, this is like, I get it, but also,
1: this is like really fucking dramatic. It's Melissa. so dramatic. Like, you
0: can't even get a word. Like, Spencer cannot was, even get a right. word in. She's
1: trying to say stuff. Like, l- listen to me. And also, like, not for nothing, but if she was trying to hide the fact that she had Ian's phone, why would she try, like, pick it up in front of her? Exactly. You no? Know? Exactly. Like, oh, I changed my ringer.
0: And also, like, like, look at, she has such a genuine surprised face of, like, I don't even know how, like, what this is. Wh- yeah. Kate wants to know, what was our favorite
1: funeral look? <laughs> I,
0: I got to say, Kate, I thought these looks were something that I would never wear. <laughs> I think Hannah's was the most, I loved her little. I just
1: called it a mini veil. Like, <laughs> Let's
0: call it that. But her dress was very revealing.
1: It for was a revealing. Funeral. I think I liked Aria's look the most. It sure. was very grown up. Though, yeah, I didn't. Par- I liked Aria's hair. I didn't particularly like, like anyone's. Emily's was as boring as boring because that's, you And know. I guess
0: that's <laughs> the most appropriate.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Vic wants to know what if we change out our purses a lot because how could Spencer not realize that she had the phone in her bag? Honestly, I don't think I would realize if I had a cell phone in my bag, Cur- like a Motorola Razor, like a little one at this point. Point in time, I probably. My bag is so small. Yeah.
0: That I'm only in there to get my wallet. That's but it. Most of the time, it's just like you're grabbing it for my keys. Sometimes I don't even put my keys in there. Same. I put in my pocket.
1: I put my phone and my keys in the coat pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I just leave and I hope and pray that my wallet's in my bag. Right. And that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I never change out my bag unless I get a new bag because. Cause I'm just practical like that. Yeah. Same, <laughs> yeah. same yeah. Okay, so Arya, she and Ezra are hanging out in his office at Hollis. And, you know, they're talking about the Ian incident because everyone else is. And they're like chummy and touching each other. And Jackie sees. And then I love it. She like makes her presence known. She's like, oh hey. But you know, she you can tell she's like doesn't really know what to do with the situation. She's like, Do I make it awkward? Do I not? And then she makes it awkward, which I loved. I, I think she love. had, like, she was like so perfectly condescending to piss yes. off Aria. She's like, oh, I remember you. You're Byron's daughter. Like, aren't you in high school? You can call her, you know, call let her call you by your first name, Z, which is uh, a nickname that they had given him in college. It just, it was so perfect. I'm it like, go good. Jackie, because I can't stand these t-
0: I agree. I was so here for it. We need more Jackie. We need yeah, more
1: Jackie. which is so funny because the first time I watched this, obviously I was like, get Jackie out of here. She's terrible. Now Not I'm between like, my Azaria. Azaria heart. No, please. I was like, please go in, Jackie. And as Aria is obviously annoyed and pissed that, you know, Jackie can give him a nickname and Jackie can hang out with him in public. And they have a brief conversation barely about, you know what does it mean for them and being in the outside world now, and they don't really talk about how they're gonna like progress, but just no. the fact that they want to progress, but there's no talks about how they're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, the whole like her making fun of him for having a nickname was so stupid. Well, yeah, like just added dialogue. School? Z, and then she's like, "I had one when I was younger, Pookie Bear." <laughs> I was like, "This conversation can end, Jackie." Come back in, honey. Come back in, please. You're being summoned, Jackie. You're being summoned. Bring up this stupid Jackie, conversation. Come on in. Come on in, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I can't. And this show does it so much. And it's just I don't know if it's a ABC Family free form thing, but like, why do we have to add words when they're not necessary? I agree. They're just don't. No, they just I don't agree. need to be there. Yeah. Just take it, the acting will speak for itself. Just have a look. That's so it. True. It's so true, Liz. Just frustrating. Um, Vic wants to know Will Ezra and Aria continue to have issues over Jackie? Oh, oh, I hope so. Please tell me she's not on the island. She's not. <laughs> okay, great.
0: No, I, mmm, I want meddling. Like, me this too. Needs to continue.
1: I'm very hopeful for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember like exactly what happens, but I remember it happens. Yeah. You know, some shit happens. It so. happens. Yeah. During this episode, I tease that we would find out what Mike's secret was and we see a scene where a black hooded figure is about to break into Jason's house and Jason catches said black hoodie. Were you surprised that like Jason was face to face with a black hoodie? I was. What did you think was going to happen?
0: I, well, first, I didn't think we would get a reveal. I was like, "Oh
1: Great. shit, we are setting
0: it up for Jason is like shady shit." But then we see Mike, and then I was like, "Oh my god, was Were he you the like one?" Mike A. <laughs> well, not as Mike A. But did he? was he the one who broke in? Like, did he take the camping gear? Like, I started thinking about past yeah. episodes, and then the whole breaking into Spencer's house
1: and shoving his own sister, right? So body checking her.
0: You know, I know we found out his secret,
1: but we don't... Not really. We don't really um, know why that he does it. Like, for a high? Right. Like Some listeners want to know, like, why do you think Mike does this? And I honestly just think, like, an attention thing. yeah, Or, like, not an attention thing, because obviously people don't know that it's him. But, like, just the fact that you could get away with it. I think it's, like, thrill-seeking. Yeah. And that's honestly really it i mean obviously he's had they've had a lot of stuff going on in the family that he just probably needed like an escapism somehow just to feel like something exciting i don't really know To give him this
0: storyline is just to give us another like throw us off the track especially with him wearing a black hood right
1: it's frustrating a little bit because yeah You know, you want to believe the fantasy of, you know, A is all being all around. And then you find out, okay, it's Mike. So you're like, all right, well, that's kind of boring. So like that part gets summed up. I agree. Yeah. That these break ins weren't A, they were Mike. And Jason doesn't call the cops. He brings Mike to Aria. And this scene was like, oh, so cringy to me. I wanted so much more. And I'm like, please stop. Just stop here. It's okay, just the good. looks, the okay, looks. Good.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm so glad we're on the same page about this because you know, I was-
1: I mean, you know how much I love him. But I, I was like, know. guys.
0: I'm no. watching in bed and I'm like, there is no way that my little Lissy Tenyo <laughs> is at home fawning over this situation right now because he's just staring <laughs> like a guppy. And, and she's like, staring
1: back. She's like, okay, bye. Like, yeah. thanks. She was good in this scene. She she's
0: like, can I- I help you with anything else he's just staring he's so yeah
1: mm-mm. awkward with her yeah i hated it super cringy it was super cringy and i just couldn't stand it and he's like yeah obviously like the same thing he keeps spewing like i know what it's like to be a troubled teen i, I don't have a good history with the cops like they haven't helped me in the past and she's like okay well thanks Thank
0: thanks for helping so much. me
1: thanks i'm involved with a 23 year old okay like really? i have no time for you like she's you know she's doesn't see doesn't see it like that because well not yet she shouldn't and yeah but not yet at least like there's nothing she's she's not reading into it she's thinking he's creepy because he's always been that ali's creepy weird older brother like that's just how they've always had their relationship so yeah this scene i was not too keen on i wanted it to be cute because as you know jason is so cute but it was weird it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. And then Arya confronts Mike and he admits to breaking into basically all the houses in town, including her friends. And Britt wants to know, will Arya tell her, her parents that Mike's been doing this? I don't think so. I think Arya will probably keep this a secret. I
0: wonder if Mike's going to continue to do this.
1: Yeah. I think he basically said to her, like, I don't I don't think. I think he said, unless I misinterpreted like, I won't do it again.
0: Right. Like, I just did it. I got away with it. Right.
1: I won't do anymore. And he even
0: says along the lines of, like, I don't want mom and dad to start fighting again. Right.
1: hmm so, Yeah. Like, he knows he was caught, and it wasn't a thing he wanted to get caught doing. Right. So I think he's done with it. If my memory serves, I think this is the last of it. <laughs> Over at Ian's funeral with Arya. Ezra comes to support her and as soon as he gets there Ella questions basically what he's doing there and his excuse is that you know he cares about his ex-students and wants to be there for him for them and this really just upsets Arya because she's a child and it would upset her and it's like well what did you want him to say oh I'm here for Arya to support her no, like you can't say that a funeral is just not a good place to like tell your parents that you're dating your old teacher who's much older than you, right like now it's like not the why time. Did she why was she so tootie about it? Well, because <laughs>
0: she wants them to be something, yeah, and wants she wants to be public with him, but
1: like the funeral is not the time no. to make that announcement, no, and she's just like, I needed a hug from you. I wanted to you know. And not have anyone, you know, say shit about it. But I can't do that. And she's just, she's so sick of hiding and we keep pressing this point and he's like, okay, it's just not the right timing. We, they have not talked about how they're going to execute this plan. It, she just like threw it at him. Yeah. So maybe after some discussion.
0: Maybe, <laughs> but they fun. keep planting these little seeds of like, oh,
1: trouble in paradise.
0: Jason.
1: Yes. 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 You know. Right. So, you know, Aria is about to go over because she sees Jason who's from afar watching the whole funeral play out because I'm sure he's got a, a mix of emotions. And this is when Ezra's like, hey, like, I'm sorry. And she's like about to walk over to Jason. So they, they do bring in that intention of will Arya start feeling things for Jason because Ezra can't, you know, give her what she wants, basically. Which again, with the Aegis thing is so confusing because if Ezra can't give her what she wants, why is it okay that Jason does? And I had to keep reminding myself that because
0: with them, especially in the funeral scene, I was like, huh, I don't mind this. And then I was like, nope, he's pretty much the same age or as Ezra. I Older, think, you know, right? In my head, he- I keep thinking he's a teenager. Yeah. I know he's not, but I was like, it would be cute if he
1: was, right? And then if he I'd be on a board with this age. It would yeah. be okay. But she's still sixteen. She hasn't reached that seventeen age yet. We said Aria goes over to Jason, who is feeling a lot of emotions because he told Aria that the summer that Allie went missing, he was obviously like just always blacked out the night she went missing and killed he was blacked out and thought for this whole year that he could have potentially been the one to kill his sister because he gets violent when he's under the influence which is whoa yeah that's some tremor (laughs) whoa 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 right like what that is not what you expect someone to say no not at all when they're burying their sister's potential killer so he is like relief relieved that ian was the one to confess and do it he's like i'm just so happy it wasn't me however i did receive this note (laughs) the next day after i woke up from my awful hangover when Allie went missing and the note basically just says like i i know what you did but the handwriting is very similar to the suicide note, in my opinion, which I, I didn't notice before. I agree. And this time I was like, oh, mm-hmm. the way that they wrote like the K's and stuff, it was very reminiscent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Arya's like, huh, which I'm like, does Arya, I like, think we don't think anything of this again. I mean, we will, obviously, but like. Yeah.
0: yeah what's yeah.
1: going through Arya's mind? Does she think it's A? Like, I don't know. Well, she's but. also
0: like, oh. My boyfriend won't address me in public, so <laughs>
1: so I'm gonna. That stinks, be here. Jason. So yeah. sorry for you. <laughs> but she does. She does have some sympathy for him. No, she is, and he admits that he wishes he was the one to die. I'm sh- and I'm sure his parents. You know, I'm sure my parents feel that way. And she's like, "Don't say that about yourself." Yeah, that was hard so. to hear. Yeah, it was sad, very sad. All right. Lastly, we have talked about Hannah. Yeah, best part. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the whole town's in uproar from the whole Ian situation, and Ashley is worried about Hannah. When Hannah doesn't pick up her phone call, she's like, "I need you to answer me, okay?" Like a lot of shit has happened in this town, and every time you leave, I memorize the top that you're wearing, and I'm like, "This is so sad because you know really a mother's is. worst nightmare." and she's like i want to always be prepared and they have a moment together and then we see caleb who keeps checking in on hannah which she's like you don't need to do this okay like i'm fine she offers him things you know in the refrigerator and she's like never mind we have nothing to eat and they just have like a cute back and forth you know things have thawed they're not great Mm -hmm. but things have thawed since Mm -hmm. their fake date together Mm -hmm. yeah later caleb tells Hannah about his foster mom, Janet, who treats him like dirt, basically takes his government checks and he doesn't even live there anymore. And he has to, you know, pretend that he does and be on good behavior. And so Hannah sees Janet at school after she's already threatened, you know, Caleb and telling him like she was annoyed she had to come down there. And Hannah's like, Excuse me, you see that woman over there? Yeah, that's my mom. And she's like a really high powered attorney at like Dolce Gabbana and Leibowitz, which was so funny. And, uh, you know, she'll kick your ass basically. And so this does work on Janet because Janet does give Caleb her checks. I don't his right understand
0: tips? how this is his rightful money. She's his She's foster his foster parent. mom.
1: I guess because technically she's not fostering him because he's not living there anymore, nor is she a good parent. Right, but then who's accountable for him? Yeah, I don't know how that works. Like, shouldn't it be Lucas's parents who get the money? Right, yes, that should be it. Lucas's I mean, I parents know they're not money. through,
0: they're probably not signed up through the system. Like, you know, We're talking about how legitimate all of this is. They're probably not not signed up to be his, you know, like, legal foster parent.
1: But I could see him chipping in, too, for Lucas's parents. Absolutely. And then later he chips in and buys groceries for Uh, Hannah and Ashley because he's like, I know you guys didn't have anything. And, like, thank you so much because I know that you are the one to talk to my step, my foster mom. And this is when he's so sweet and he kisses her on the head. And she's like, what was that for? And he's like, you know, I'm just like, I'm really thankful for you. And then she's like, wait, 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 you got to come back. We got a kiss. We got a kiss. Ah, I love it. was so good. Yeah. I really oh enjoyed God. it. Uh, I love him. <sighs> Mike wants to know what would our attorney name be in to use for our mothers to intimidate someone? Oh, my God, my Mike. God. That's like, I just have to say Jewish guilt. That's my mother. Don't, oh. don't, don't mess with my mom. She'll give you the Jewish guilt. She
0: gives me the Jewish <laughs> guilt. She gives my sister the Jewish guilt. we I always used to say it's the Jewish guilt and the Christian obligation. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love as, it. As far as a name, I'm not sure, but it's definitely Jewish guilt and Christian obligation.
1: <laughs> <gasps> But Dolce and Gabbana Leibowitz. is that what it was? Something like that. Yeah, it was. It was great. The fact that Jenna didn't know that those were, <laughs> but like it was, it was funny that Caleb knew exactly what the names were. I'm like, did he hear it? Did she know? Verbatim, she said that. Probably that told from being him? around Hannah, and he he got it. Yeah, so cute. We have this scene between Hannah and Ashley where Hannah doesn't really know if she wants to go to Ian's funeral because she's like, I really just, it's a a whole lot of emotions stirring. And she does ask Ashley, like, how was it when you buried grandpa? Because it's clear that they didn't have a good relationship. And She's like, well, I basically paid for the whole thing, but I didn't go because I just couldn't. And she doesn't have regrets about not going. Yeah, that was interesting. Which, it's like, it was interesting.
0: Like, are we going to learn more about Ashley and their family, or was this just to relate a funeral really,
1: experience? You know? Right, because I, not that I recall, honestly, but the fact that she told her like she doesn't regret going, and then then Hannah does go. I'm like, what well, was the lesson here? You know that your mom probably did
0: regret it right or maybe support your friend i don't yeah i know i felt like we were missing something there but she wanted to wear that red saucy dress
1: oh god instead just wore a black version basically (laughs) and ashley was like uh no you need to change (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's my summary and we'll be right back with your rosewood shop
0: It's time for a brief
1: intermission, but don't get too comfortable. Remember, AC's everything. Stay on high alert, Betty's. Because when Listen Michelle returns, the game continues. AI. 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 We hope you enjoyed your break. <laughs> We're <With> back. <that. laughs> yeah. I guess Red Kingston has left us a little voice message. Wow. Which... Wow. wow. I loved it. I thought that was great. So thank you to whoever that is. Okay, so we're back with the Rosewood Shop, which, as you know, is sent in by patron and listener Michael. He pairs the episode with an ice cream flavor. And this week, the scoop of the week is Ben and Jerry's Boston Cream Pie. Girl, we need to get some of that. I know. When we go to Whole Foods, did you ever see the brand Jenny? Yeah. The ice cream? They don't really have that many dairy free ones, but they have one that's not dairy free. That's Boston cream pie, and every time we go, Randy's like, "I wish I could get this." (laughs) Oh, I'm like, just one day we'll just like suck it up. One day and have real ice
0: cream, like a tablespoon a night, like just a taste. I want to taste
1: that, right? Don't you just want to taste what a Boston cream pie ice cream would taste like? Well, maybe we can try the Ben and Jerry's. It's vanilla custard ice cream with cake pieces and pastry cream swirls topped with milk, chocolate, ganache, and fudge chips. It's like a whole thing fudge chips delish. The top layer of this flavor is the ganache, keeping the rest of the ingredients trapped underneath. Kind of like the characters in this show, Spencer is trapped between keeping the secret of selling Melissa's ring from her, and now, thanks to A, Melissa thinks Spencer has been texting her from Ian's phone. Aria thinks now that Ezra is no longer her teacher, their relationship doesn't have to be hidden and can come to the surface. However, Ezra and the rest of us know that telling her parents will not go over well, and they should be keeping it hidden. Or, and did it all together. Hannah in this episode puts the boss in Boston cream pie while standing up to sketchy Tim Riggins' foster mom and telling her to give him the money. The cake pieces represent the pieces of text from A that Emily put together and realized that that's where Ian's suicide note came from. Ooh, good pick. Good pick. One, my, good pick. All good. around sounds good and it w- worked very well. Very well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Was your MVP Emily or was it someone else? It was Emily. Yes. I thought she was
0: great in this episode. I loved her. I loved her doing the detective work. It was like a nice
1: breath of fresh air. It was. Yeah. I don't I picked Hannah. Um, I guess for helping out Caleb. I mean, obviously when I did my nose, I picked Hannah (laughs) Hannah's a great choice. Yeah, I thought she was and she just you know, she's coming into her herself. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I really liked her in this episode, but I think Emily is actually a better choice.
0: It was just a strong storyline for her in this episode. It was. Yeah, definitely.
1: What about shittiest?
0: Well, okay. So the cop out is Janet. Hmm. Just for speaking to Caleb, the way she spoke to him. I didn't love that in the hallway. But she's like, you know, I had to, I was clueless on answers to give, blah, blah, blah. I actually chose Spencer. Oh, okay. Although, like, how can you blame someone who's dealing with a situation like this? Mainly because I was so into Emily. I didn't like the way she spoke to Emily. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. like, I can't deal with this and stop digging into this. Yeah.
1: On the contrary, though, I found that that was probably not the place to... I agree, one hundred percent. I, was like, I agree. Back off
0: to I know, cool. I know. See, that's I know, I know, I know.
1: But I no, I I remember when I watched it for the first time, I was like, "Oh, Spencer, come on, you're being a little rude, but. right?" Like, not
0: the place, but also like, Spencer, you're the one who's been driving this. You've been so just obsessed yeah. with A and all the things, and then to be like, "Well, maybe we shouldn't be so obsessed with A," mm-hmm. you know, right? What do you? Well, I want to hear your shittiest before I, I ask. picked Garrett because oh, yeah,
1: I was like, he's clearly shitty for something. It doesn't seem like he's trying to help the girls out. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about
0: Spencer Googling to get rings? The rings. Yeah. And then I mean her, she like, clearly doesn't find anything good. No, I mean she gets that weird text of like you'll get the ring back when you tell the truth. Something like that.
1: And then what I thought was interesting is that the phone was ringing. And I was like, is that what they meant? Whoa! (laughs) I was like, wait, do you mean ringing? Like a a different use of the word? And Melissa threw that phone, right? And she threw it in it. So it's
0: like, come on.
1: Right? We could have like had a clue here. Yeah. That also... You know what? It still makes me feel like Melissa's fishy there. She is fishy. What was she going to tell Spencer? Right? But also, why do you have to destroy the phone? Oh, that's a really good. You know point. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Maybe I don't like I truly don't remember. <laughs> I Truly don't remember. But I feel like there's something with this that's like, like something's something going like on. the phone. Yeah. I don't I don't remember, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's something up with it. Mm. Mm-mm. I'm giving this like a four on a cringe meter. Yeah, I had like a three point five, but I'm I'm down to go to a four. So <laughs> three point seven, maybe, three point eight. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. the Jason staring, the projector with the campiness. I love a good camp, okay? They're figures. But They're this, just black figures. Yeah, it just was a little awkward there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The added dialogue. Pookie meter. Yeah. Jackie, <laughs> oh Jackie! <One> <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see her again. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. Also, like I want to see Jenna. Where's my girl in the pottery?
1: Oh, Jenna! It's been a couple episodes. I know. Um. All right, let me give you the title for next week and okay. my secret, and you can make some predictions because okay. the peeps want to know. So next week we are on episode six, which is crazy. Title is Never Letting Go. Okay. And my secret, I've got a secret, I've got a secret, I've got a secret, is that we will be reintroduced to Jessica De Laurentiis next week, who is Allie and Jason's mom. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and she's an interesting character.
0: Is it the same mom, or do we? It's her? not the same because <laughs> Allie got a whole new fam. Mm,
1: Yes, basically, because we see her for one f- quick second at Allie's funeral, and it's no, it's not the same actress, but this actress is here to stay, like she's the the new mom. <laughs> okay, so
0: I think she's coming to visit. I think it's going to be where she's pretty nasty to Jason, and I think Aria is going to overhear a lot of the words that are being said, which will give her some compassion And I think the other girls will they care to hear it? Yeah, maybe they'll say something and they'll be like, you just don't know how he's feeling and she'll stick up for him. And I think maybe she'll get into it with as Z. She'll get into it with Z. (laughs) And maybe she'll like get distracted with Jason. I wouldn't mind it, but I
1: just maybe I just have to forget the ages. Yeah, I, I think we just have to forget the ages. I, yeah. won't, I won't forget the ages of Ezra and Arya because Same. it's made it known that it's... Yeah. But they won't actually give us the ages of anyone else, so I will just take it with a grain of salt, you know? Yeah. I'm hoping for a cute Caleb moment.
0: And is our friend Samara Trask back?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't think <laughs> okay, so. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I'll just tell you that Jessica takes over like she's a big part of the episode. Okay. Yeah, well, then, she's like a big focus. Yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: And I really think it's gonna like I
0: said, Arya is gonna overhear something she says to him, and maybe he'll like slam the door and walk out, and her and Arya, him and Arya will work it out and talk about it.
1: Yeah. Um. Everyone wants to know what do you think you're to make of the Jenna Garrett Ian situation? Like what could you possibly think is happening there? I I
0: really, I don't know. I really can't even, I I wish I could be real witty and just be entertaining, but I I don't, (laughs) my brain can't even like these thoughts together about these three. The only thing is, is like Jenna and Garrett, like what is happening there? And I would love to see them
1: together. Do you think that their relationship is like honest? no do you think one of them is like using the other or both using each other
0: jenna is using garrett and they're sleep they have to be sleeping together it's so weird i think they're into like kinky shit yeah it seems i think they're into like and that's fine you know no shame but i think again though
1: like age difference well well right well right you know it's still why are we doing this yeah I writers. mean I guess the
0: only one available is Nolcon. Right, and he's with Mona. And Kayla so is with Hannah.
1: So Right.
0: And Lucas and Toby. Right, right. But Toby's not he's like not
1: in school anymore. He's not. He's getting his G E D. Yeah. Mr. Tobifer. I missed him this episode. But we are we are missing Jenna. I feel that the presence is definitely lacking there. Yeah. I like we need to see her. Definitely. Well, that's my uh, my summary of my episode. Hope y'all liked it. (laughs) It was good. (laughs) You know, eyes tearing, nose pouring. It's a good time over here here. on We Are Liars. (laughs) But we brought out an episode and we hope that you enjoy and we'll be back next week for episode six. If you have any Questions, comments, email us, weareliarspod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 631-600-3916. We'd love to hear from you. And until next week, we'll be back. Bye. Bye. Thank
0: you so much for listening to We Are Liars, a Pretty Little Liars podcast. You can email us at weareliarspod at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head
1: over to Instagram and search Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Alyssa Tenio and Michelle Rubenstein, music by Anthony Vacora.